Salutations, friends, and welcome to another episode of Nerddom Nerddom. and Knowledge. First pick for podcast. Last picked in Dodgeball, I'm James. And I am Jerry. Today we are here to talk about Marvel characters cast as their D&D classes. Well, we we may have grabbed a couple of DC characters. Yeah, we may have. I mean, it was comic book characters, so we went a little bit over the place. Yeah. Some here, there. Some over there. Yeah. Some in a pocket. Some we found in a dumpster, huddled and crying. We're not sure how they got there. It's not important at this point. We, we don't know why they kept saying, why is it raining on my furniture? We never found that out. Yeah, there was no furniture. There was no uh, furniture. Unless you count the garbage bags that they had molded into the shape of a couch. It was comfy. And, and it wasn't raining at the time, so we, no. don't, we don't know why it was raining. Maybe somebody peed? We're not sure. We'll figure it out. We will. But first, uh, we'd like to give a warm welcome to our latest sponsor, Southern Defense Martial Arts, based in Rockingham, North Carolina. They teach Shori and Ryu Karate for discipline and self-defense. If you're looking to get into shape for the new year or to learn how to master the martial arts, give them a try. You can find them online at southernsportkarate.com, soon to be offering instructional DVDs and online classes. Absolutely. Southernsportskarate.com, Southern Defense Martial Arts. Thank you. Very much so. Very much. Muchas gracias. Uh, of course, that's our newest sponsor, but we always have friends of the podcast we'd we like to thank. Jerry, it's nice why to have you, friends. Why don't you, it is nice to have friends. It is. It is. It's good. Jerry, why don't you start? I will, sir. So, as always, we want to give some shout-outs to some friends of the show, our good friends at JoyConGamers.com. You can also find them on Facebook under JoyConGamers and on Twitter at JoyConGamers. That's JoyConGamers, which is news for gamers by gamers. And you don't want your gamer news from anywhere else. You don't. Who are you going to get it from, your high school principal? No. He's just going to give you a lecture about why you're always late for class. And you're like, look, man, I had a long ways to walk here. I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm just really living personal shit there. That 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 sounded like it was, uh, there's there's some trauma. Do, 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 it was. Do we need some couch time therapy? Maybe. I'll go get on that dumpster couch and oh, we'll okay. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but folks, we also can't forget about our friends over at Kayla's Boutique on Facebook, where you can find all kinds of clothing and accessories for babies and toddlers. Again, goes without saying, COVID babies are coming. The COVID boom. The that kaboom. might be what they wind up calling it, the COVID boom. Yeah, or the kaboom. 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 Babies exploding. Everywhere. It's a thing. Not exploding babies, but yes. Disclaimer, an explosion we're not of talking babies. about children exploding. <laughs> not what we're talking about at all. Want to make that very clear before we get angry emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not do that. Uh, but Jerry, uh-huh. what can you tell me about our friend Final Hearts? Oh man, there's so much stuff I can tell you about him. Well, go ahead. So... Uh, we want to give a special thanks to our friend Final Harps, whom you can find on Twitch.tv, YouTube, and TikTok under the username at Final Harps. Of course, what you need to do is go check out his very famous interview show. The, the Final Hour. Yeah, like I said, we're going to do this every week. Never going to stop. You nope. can't stop us. You won't stop us. Scream if you want it, because we want more. Absolutely. And his many videos and tutorials over on his YouTube channel, if you want to figure out how to you know, boost your social media presence, uh, edit videos, start a Twitch stream, whatever the case may be, go check the man out. He's got you covered like a Jimmy hat. Final Harps. Yep, don't forget the Jimmy hat. Yeah, never forget the Jimmy hat. Otherwise, you might be part of that baby explosion. Explosion yeah, of babies. Explosion yes, of babies. explosion of babies. <laughs> not- we want to revisit this one more time. Not exploding <laughs> babies. <laughs> babies exploding out of vaginas. But they're alive. There's not like baby goo everywhere. A, a, a population explosion. Look there at it go. that way. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be goo on the babies because there always is when they come out, but not from an explosion. There will be no injuries to these babies. Or doctors or mothers. Or exactly. Fathers. We hope. We hope. 
But now, folks, it is time to give a special thank you to our social media czar. It's so angry and tense. I like it. (laughs) Well, he's an angry, intense young man. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, he is intense. He is intense. Very intense. Uh, Intense with the memes, that is. Yeah, he is. Matthew Bourne, killing it in the meme game, taking care of our social media for us. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Thank you very much, sir. Absolutely. Cannot thank you enough. And, sir, the check's in the mail. It is. We promise. There's a, there's a couple zeros on there now. They're in the front, not in the back. But We just put them on there just so we could tell you we added a few zeros. Yeah, it's nice. It makes they're, you feel better. They're written in pen. Don't, don't worry. We do pay him a decent salary, folks. Yeah. For what he does, we pay him a decent salary. Don't worry. We do. We reimburse him for his time. Yeah, we slip him $5 every now and again. Here, kid, go get yourself something nice. Don't spend that all in one place. <laughs> you ever hear, like, somebody give you a gift card, they always give you that joke, don't spend it all in one place. Like, I don't have a fucking choice. Like, are you really going to make this joke right now? <laughs> You're a dick. Here's a $25 Dick Sporting Goods card. Don't spend it all in one place. Oh, I will. Dick. Yeah. I'm See gonna, what I did there? I'm going to go to Dick's. Dick. But now it's time to talk about our TikTok trivia contest. TikTok trivia time. I like it. Time, ma, 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 ma. It's nice. It's good. Uh, but God folks, bless the echo. But folks, uh, we've started a thing. We did. And uh, it's not going to be an every week thing because it will get expensive. It but, will. Uh, last week, Jerry, when he sponsored trivia, offered a $25 Amazon gift card. I did. This week... I offered a $25 Amazon Visa Look at us being nice. Uh, now, don't expect that every week, but no. know, if we can afford it, we'll make it happen. Absolutely. Anything for the fans. Uh, but this week, the main two prizes were the top gifter of the live uh-huh. uh, was going to get to pick a topic and have the option to be a guest on the podcast. Absolutely. The winner of trivia gets to pick a topic and gets the option of being on the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Now, what we did was we did a bonus mystery question. For the $25 Amazon gift card. I've got to tell you, I thought I came up with a damn fine question. Okay. Hit me Uh, with it. The question is, what musician in the 1990s wanted to be Spider-Man? Oh, I know that. It's one of the fun facts. Michael Mm -hmm. Jackson. That was one of my trivia questions. Yep. You know who got it? Hmm. I'm going to guess my nephew. Yep. Ah, good kid. So, speed is key. Congratulations on your $25 Amazon gift card. Very well done, Nefru. And as uh, I was not there, there is no favoritism. I was not aware of the whole thing going on. So, there you go. As a matter of fact, Jerry didn't know that his fun fact was my trivia question. I did not. So, funny world, ain't it? It is. But, folks, let's get to the winners. Now, a couple of bonus questions did give us a couple of shout-outs. That would be T-Trouble. 1990. T-Trouble 1990, uh, uh, a previous shout-out on said podcast. Uh, also, a couple times. the person responsible for this week's topic gets a shout-out again. They do indeed. A double shout-out. It's a shout-out shout-out. Shout-out. Shout-ception. 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 I like that. Jump, 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 jump. That's nice. <laughs> but it is Dark Wizard Hunter. And by the way, he did answer your question. He did. He did answer your question. He's a Dark Wizard Hunter? He, he is a hunter of dark wizards. I knew it. He's a good man. He is a good man. Yes. He fights for the light, as he we does. all should. As we all should. However, our winners, our top gifter in the live, was Wendy Quinn 666. Wendy Quinn 666, thank you very much. 
But it is worth mentioning, our second place gifter was very, very close. So I figure I'll give you a shout out to Tammy, T-A-M-I, Tammy. Thank you very much. Very much so. Muchas gracias. But our trivia winner. Trivia winner. Is no stranger to the podcast. She most certainly is not. She has been a guest already. She very much so has. And, and she, she has the best username on TikTok today. Indeed she does. Yes, she does. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Raven Claw Your Eyes Out 85 will be making a second appearance on Nerdum and Knowledge. A repeat performance. We're looking forward to it. Well, maybe. It is her option, but I think she's it going is. to. I'm sure she will. I'm pretty sure she will. We'll find a topic she's into and we'll get her on it. Yep. Uh... But anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, a very well-played game of trivia. We had like, uh, I'm looking at the sheet here, we had like 10 people that answered questions out of 16 questions. Very nice. So, I mean, it was, this was not a runaway. This was not an epic beating. This was a fight to the end. Yes, like Ziggy Starr's absolute ass whipping she gave everybody last week. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was brutal. It was like watching Tyson in his prime just laying waste to people. It was like Tyson in his comeback fight that lasted 88 seconds. Yeah, it was like she literally bit everybody's ear off, like, nom, 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 Okay, he didn't do that. He only did that once. I know, I know, but it's funny. Just figuring, nom, 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 nom. I like ears. Uh, But speaking of social media like TikTok, you can find us on Facebook at Nerdum Knowledge Podcast and on Twitter at Nerdum K. You can also give us a follow on Instagram where we finally posted memes and things and stuff. Oh, my. You can also shop our merch store at Teespring. Just search Nerdum and Knowledge. You can also visit our webpage, nerdomandknowledge.com, and email us at our brand new, well, not quite brand new, but sort of kind of brand new, email address, N-A-K at nerdomandknowledge.com. That's N-E-R-D-O-M-A-N-D-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E.com. God, it, it, I, I never get tired of it. It's, it's fantastic. The speed, the accuracy, the precision. It's like a well-tuned spelling bee machine. It's fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> And you can also email us at our old email address, which is nerdomandknowledge at gmail.com. That's N-E-R-D-O-M-A-N-D-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E at gmail.com. Yes. Yes, it is. My pocket just vibrated. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, my phone's in there. That's right. Oh, okay. And if you are a fan of the show and you'd like to support us in a different way, you can always become a patron of the show at Patreon. James, take it away, my friend. Okay. Not going to take as much time as we normally do because we are a bit rushed tonight, to be honest. But... Uh, you can download the Patreon app through the Google Play Store or through your iTunes Store. It's a free app to download. It is. Uh, all you have to do is download the app, or you could go to the website, patreon.com, search for Nerddom and Knowledge Podcast. You'll find us. We yeah. have a video up. There is. Letting you know about a few items. And by the way, update on that. We will be getting out a video here soon with every item that we currently have. In the box. Yes. Now, full disclosure, uh, some of those items are on back order and are being shipped as we speak. That is correct. So when we do the rundown there, you may not see everything that was in the box. It's been named so far in the box, but they're on the way. We yeah. assure you. Absolutely. The Boba Fett helmet was in high demand. <laughs> it's not going to be here till like mid-February. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to understand that one, folks. Uh, but uh, if you want to become a supporter of the show and you have disposable income, don't make us repeat it. You know what we mean. Yes. Disposable income. And, you know, you go to your local bar, you hear the local band play, you want to tip them, throw a tip in the jar. That's kind of what you're doing with Patreon. You can become a monthly donor. You can become a one-time donor. Either way, we're not asking. We're not begging. But if you like what you hear and you want to support us, we can always use the help. Absolutely, we can. We'd appreciate it. Absolutely. But now it's time for our first commercial break. So let's lean away from the microphones. 
Let's do it. Hey folks, it's James. And Jerry. From the Nerd Demon Knowledge Podcast, and we're here to talk to you about IT Services and Networking, LLC. If you need a fresh install or just some upgrades to your existing network, owner-operator Will Clark has got you covered. That's right. You can find them on the web at www.itservicesandnetworking.com or you can reach them by phone at area code 910-461-7145. You won't find a better company to handle your IT needs. No, you won't. And, and we're back. back. Did you miss us? We missed us. We missed we. I missed us so hard. No, sorry. That got a little weird. Yeah, that, that's moving on. But now, James, it is time for... The Nerd Nest. Yeah, so good. It is. It's fantastic. It really is. It's like when you get in the car and it's kind of cold and when your heat first kicks in, you feel that little tingle of heat on your feet and you're like, ah. That's what it feels like. It's good. It does. James, tell them about what item we've got for them this week. Well, folks, we searched long and hard for just the right item for this week's topic, Uh, which we'll be getting Long and hard. (laughs) That's what Uh, she said, long and hard. Ah. 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 But no, we had to search... We, we wanted to make this a very special item. We did. Very unique to this like episode. Like a very special episode. So, what we came up with, there is a little-known tabletop role-playing game called Invulnerable. Ooh. You get to play a superhero. Ooh, I like it already. Uh, but, yes, we are going to get you the starter book for very this. Very nice. So that you can actually play this game at home, if you so choose. So it's like... Superheroes and role-playing. Literally what we're talking about today. Exactly. Ah, I see what we did there. You see what we did there? Aren't we clever? We are. I like to think we are. We're some clever fellas. We are. are. But in order to win that item, you got to have a keyword. And this week's keyword is amalgam. Ooh. Now, for those of you at home who don't know what an amalgam is, an amalgam is a blend of two different items. If you've ever heard the term amalgamation, yep, that's uh, the root word is amalgam, which there you means go. a combination. Right, a so we're combining comic books and D&D characters today, and boom, amalgam. So the keyword is amalgam, and that is, uh, crap, okay, A-M-A-L-G-A-M. Yeah, that's amalgam. And I know I'm not as good of a speller as James. Don't give me crap about it. It's fine. <laughs> I have to look at it, too, sometimes, folks. Don't yeah. give me so too much So what you're going to do is you're going to take that little keyword, you're going to put it in the subject area, of an email. Subject line is going to be episode, what are we, 37? 37. Week? Episode 37. Uh, or the, the time you guys talked about D&D Marvel or DC or comic book stuff or whatever you want to do there. The title of the episode, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, send it to one of those two emails we had we uh, specified earlier. Just make sure you include the keyword. And if you've missed out on some keywords before, go ahead and include them in that email too. We get emails all the time with all the keywords when people are catching up on episodes. It's fine. We have no problem with that. But the point here is, enter the damn contest. Enter the contest. Enter the contest so you can win this awesome box of crap that is like literally exploding out of the box now. Uh, And over, hold on. Hit it. Over Over $1,200. Yes, now I know we are rushed for time, but I want you to wrap your head around that, okay? That is a stimulus check's worth of stuff in the box, okay? Think about that. Think about all the fun you can have with that stuff. Think about all the joy you can bring to others' lives if you decide to share it with others. It's all in your hands. All you have to do is enter the contest. You know, you could you could have like Christmas presents for I mean birthday presents for all your friends for the rest of the year, and just yeah. then just have to worry about Christmas. Hell, for the next ten years, what are you talking about? We got. I mean, I've only got stuff. like. I mean, we could. Yeah. yeah, I've only got like like three or four real good friends. I'd give Christmas I mean, birthday presents to, so I can make that last. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
Like one year you give them the Frodo glass, and then the next year you give them the Frodo figure. Like, ah, now you got a set. And you're like, hey, you cheap bastards. You got to give those both to me last year. Nah, 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 nah. It's the thought that counts, my friend. All right. But now, Jerry, what is it time for? It's time for our second commercial break. And we'll be right back. After we lean away. Hey, guys, it's Jerry with my good buddy James here to talk to you about our friends at CBD Essentials. Indeed, Jerry. Our friends at CBD Essentials have graciously agreed to offer our listeners a special discount. Use the promo code NAK15 at checkout to receive 15% off of your total purchase price. And CBD Essentials offers a wide variety of products like gummies, creams, tinctures, oils, even pet treats for your furry friends with joint pain or anxiety issues. Best of all, they offer free shipping on orders over $100 and will ship directly to your door. So give them a try. You won't be disappointed. Find them on the web at cbdessentialsusa.com. And don't forget to use promo code NAK15 at checkout for that 15% savings. And we're back. We missed we. We missed we. And we missed Can you. Can you say that? Is that correct English? We missed we. I'm well, going to say it is. We're, we're making it a thing. It is a thing. We missed we. We missed we. And we missed you, too. And we missed you, too. Yep. But now, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Fun facts, fun facts, super-duper fun facts, because these facts are fun. Yay! I love our little jingle. It's great. We need to record that and make it a thing. <laughs> so, I'm going to go ahead and kick us off here. So, the law, neutrality, and chaos system of alignment derives from Paul Anderson's Three Hearts and Three Lions. It's a book about a Danish engineer that gets shot in World War II and transported to a parallel universe similar to D&D. Yeah, it's a really weird book. But it has evolved over the years into the standard that it is today. Now, when we're talking about law, neutrality, and chaos, we're talking about alignment in DVD. Uh, DVD, D&D. Basically, in D&D, your character can be lawful, which means they obey the law. Yep. They can be neutral, which is like, eh. eh, as long as it maintains balance, we'll follow the law. But if it doesn't, then we're going to buck the system. Yeah. And then you have chaos, which is, evil. fuck the law, we're going to do what we want to do. Yeah. Well, chaos isn't necessarily evil. Well, yeah, but it, it evolved into lawful, neutrality, chaos, you know, good and evil, the whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's fun. It is. Uh, in 1994, TSR published a book called Encyclopedia Magica and decided to replace the word mage with wizard in its printing. They created a program to do it all once, but the person who coded it forgot to put a space in front of mage, so all the instances of those letters got changed, which means every instance of damage became, became the wizard. Yes. <laughs> so... Damage has the word mage in it. When they wrote the program, they forgot to do it, code it properly, so it changed damage into the wizard. So everywhere you see M-A-G-E, it replaces it with wizard. So yeah. damage, D-A-M-A-G-E, got replaced with D-A-W-I-Z-A-R-D. Yeah, Yay! so that means that, you know, everybody who read that book was like, huh, I'm a Jamaican wizard now, because I'm the <laughs> wizard. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I know, I'm sorry. Red Stripe. Hooray, beer! Okay. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good beer, by the way. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> Dragon Magazine has a sage advice column where readers can write in and get some help, Dear Abby style. They've asked such hard-hitting questions as, my character is pregnant. What do I do? And do barbarians eat quiche? <laughs> they also ask a lot of questions about the rules surrounding marriage in the game. Now, I don't know about you, but when I play a and I'm trying to escape reality. Yeah. <laughs> not trying to drag more reality in with me. Jerry, I foresee somebody sending in the question, how do I get a bank loan in D&D? Oh, yeah. please stop. Okay, if you're having to ask these questions, folks, do me, do me and Jerry both a heartfelt favor. Stop. 
<clears throat> it's no longer fun. Yeah, it's it's like, now real world. It's like, dear Sage, I'm trying to refinance my keep. How do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Please stop. Do I go with an open-ended loan? I'm looking at home equity mortgage loan options. What do I need to do? Like, just, oh, what just are the play interest, the game. What, what, are are the, you, <laughs> what are the interest rates like right now in the world of... Yeah, how's the housing market right now? Is it good? Is it stable? I'm, I'm worried about a bubble here. I don't want to go up, you know, be upside down in my loan. No, just play the game. Play the game. <laughs> play the damn game. All right. And Jerry left me the very one I came up yeah, with for uh, our trivia. In the early 1990s, Michael Jackson tried to buy Marvel Comics. I'm going to just stop right there. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. Michael Jackson made an effort, a serious effort, into buying Marvel Comics. Take all the time you need with that. Because let let us explain this to you. Did Michael Jackson have the money to do it? Yeah, you're yeah. damn right he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Fortunately, Marvel kind of stood their ground and went, "Nope, no, nope, you shall not buy." Yes, don't know. You ain't getting it. <laughs> Thank God. But the reason he did it was because he wanted to play Spider Man in his own movie by his own production company. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're all thinking it, right? Like you know, he's swinging on the web. And we're going to let that picture marinate while Jerry gets ready to read the next fact. Yes. So this one's like, this is some cold-blooded shit, okay? Marvel once published an employee's resignation letter in a comic book. Yeah, you heard that right. Uh, There's an issue of a comic where Jarvis resigned from the Avengers. The artist who drew that put a word-for-word shot in the panel. He only changed the word Marvel to Avengers. To make it fit. So the guy's letter's like, I'm leaving Marvel. He just changed all the entrances of Marvel to, I'm leaving the Avengers, and made it Jarvis's resignation letter. Now, this was almost one of my trivia questions. Yeah. So I did a little a little <laughs> bit of research into this, too. No Marvel executives were asked about this. People at Marvel at that time were asked about this. Uh, basically, no one has an explanation of how this artist got a hold of the resignation letter. Yeah. No one can explain it, oddly enough. But we're not gonna we're not gonna go any further than that. We're just gonna let you think about that for a minute. Yeah. The artist got a hold of this word for word resignation letter and used it in mm-hmm. this panel. The whole thing. How did he get it? My guess is he swiped it off of somebody's desk, or it was given to him by somebody. Uh, that that would be mine. This last one's fantastic. <laughs> um, this was again a trivia question. I used this in a trivia question. Oh, nice. Yes. Mario Puzo, the author of a little known book called The Godfather. You, you might have heard of it. It's a thing. It's a pretty good book. Tried writing for Marvel and said it was easier to write a whole book than it was to write a single comic book story. Now, I want you to ponder upon that about the multitudes of people who are out there right now who write individual comic book stories, okay? There's a lot of them. Some of them are very good. Some of them, eh, not so much. But this guy wrote probably one of the more popular novels of all time. And is saying, nah, I can't do that. That's just too hard. I'm just going to go back to writing whole fucking books. <laughs> but a uh, fun fact about Mario Puzo, if that name rings a bell other than The Godfather, there's a, probably a very good reason. He was the screenwriter for Superman 1 and 2 with Christopher yes, Reeve. he most certainly was. And he did a fantastic job, by the way. Absolutely. Weren't those facts fun? Those facts were fun. Which is why they are fun, fun facts. facts. Yeah, that's what Indeed. we do. But folks, it's time. It's time for the main Main event. event. Ding, ding, ding. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nerdom and Knowledge proudly presents to you, hey, you got your D&D in my comic books. Hey, you got your comic book in my D&D. Oh, bang. 
Now no one will ever know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a, like the, one of the best scenes from Family Guy when the officer Reese's, what did you find? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you got peanut butter in my chocolate. You got chocolate in my peanut butter. Bang, bang. 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 <laughs> officer Reese, status report. Nothing, nothing. Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Nope, nope. Mm, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> So what we have done is uh, we have taken comic book characters out of their comic book element, and we have poured over them and studied them, and we have drilled them down to what we believe would be their D&D classes, their perks, and etc. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to introduce our guest. Oh, yeah. You've heard of Dante's Peak. You have. You've heard of Dante's Allegory. Oh, yeah. It's hot down there. It's hot. Seven levels hot, but... There's another famous Dante we must introduce to you today. Indeed. He is the one and only from TikTok, my friend and yours, soon to be, Dante Dova. Dante, how are you? I'm doing good, JC. Thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast. Oh, no. Thank you for being here, sir. Yeah. We appreciate it very much. So, uh, I appreciate it. As you are very well aware, we are here to cast comic book characters in their D&D classes and roles. I see the smile on your face, so I'm assuming you're excited for this. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been playing D&D since second uh right at third edition actually. Oh wow. Okay, so you you've been D&D for life then. All right. Oh yeah. All right, so sir, if you would be so kind, we would like to allow you to go first as the guest, sir. Okay, um Captain America, everyone's favorite, you know, one of their favorite heroes, fighter specializing in shield with a little bit of um going to dipping into sorcerer just to get to the Kensai class. So he can actually enchant his shield. Nice. That way it comes back to him when he throws it. Exactly. Very nice. So now what, what kind of alignment do you see for Captain America? Oh, he's lawful good. Of course he's lawful good. He can't be anything else. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he goes towards chaotic good, towards, you know, like Civil War era. Yeah. So, but, it, it, but it's his moral code is still lawful. It's his moral code. Absolutely. I, I'm. I like it. Yeah. Nicely done. Very well done. Very well done. James. Okay. Uh, uh, are we going to go around or are we just going to go around? Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go around and around and around. Uh, one, 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 two, 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 three, three, three. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. So first, I'm going to go with the Hulk. Ooh, Hulk smash. Ooh, but see, guy. but see, I'm going to do this a little different. It's a bit of a cheat because technically I'm going to put two people into classes the Hulk and Bruce Banner. Okay. Because Ooh, technically. Okay. Technically, you got to put them both in a separate class. Indeed. So, but, but he's technically a Gestalt character. That's true. That's true. But the only form where Hulk is actually able to access Bruce Banner's intelligence is Professor Hulk's form. Uh-huh. All the other forms, that intelligence is gone. So mm. I kind of see the need to separate them. All right. Go for it, my friend. Lay okay. it on us. Uh, so uh, the Hulk is a no-brainer. Uh, Berserker. Yes. I just, But I'm going to have yeah. to put a little bit of a cheat in here. I'm going to have to give him a special item. Okay. A DM-made item. Okay. I am going to have to give him a belt of strength. Not God strength, not giant strength, a belt of strength. The angrier he gets, it moves up in class. It goes hill giant, ice giant, fire giant, storm giant, cloud giant. Then it moves and, into demigod and god. Okay. And as he gets angrier, he would be losing his intelligence. That would be the benefit towards that, too. Yeah. So yep. his int modifier goes down the stronger he gets. Yep. Okay. I can I can get behind that. All right. Now, 
Look Bruce. at James playing favorites with his players. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> but Bruce Banner. Now, Bruce Banner is going to be a what was a homebrew class, once upon a time, uh, alchemy slash tinkerer. Okay. Uh, because he is a scientist. Yep. So that would be yep. the modern equivalent, probably, of the artificer. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I went... Or it could have been the tinkerer back in the um, Faerun days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to go alchemist tinkerer because... Bruce Banner did work with gamma radiation. He did uh -huh. work with various serums and whatnot. So I had to kind of give him the alchemist bit, working okay. with potions. Uh, but the tinkerer, obviously, I have to give him because he works with science and technology. Absolutely. So, and I would put him, as far as a berserker, I would put him at level 20 for the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to do it, he could pretty much fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Banner. You going to tell would... him no? no? I ain't telling him no. No. Yeah. No. You want to be level 20, no, buddy? No, Go no. ahead, right? <laughs> I want to be level 20. No. Hulk smash! 20. 20 it is. 20 it is, buddy. Sold. You're good. <laughs> uh, as far as Bruce Banner, I would put him at level 15, both in Alchemy and in Tinkerer. Okay. And Hulk's alignment would be chaotic neutral. I can see that. Okay. I can see that. But uh, uh, depending on his anger, he can tilt towards chaotic good. He can tilt towards chaotic evil. But it's still going to be chaotic. Okay. Only one, right. only one form could you really consider neutral, and that'd be, again, Professor Hulk. Uh, Bruce Banner is going to be lawful good. Well, actually more mm. like neutral good, because he kind of did a few things that were a little bit questionable. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you can get away he, with he that, would, I think. He would, he would be more chaotic neutral, I think, Bruce Banner, because it's science. You, know, you want to push the, the edge of things for the good, so that's why a little bit more neutral. I think with chaoticness. Yeah, I, I could see that because like you would have to do some questionable things in the pursuit of science. Because if you're going after, what's the old saying? It's like what's always best is not what's always good. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it might be something along those lines, maybe. I can uh, see that. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll grant that. Yeah. All right, so uh, for, for, for my first one, uh, it's, it's a bit of a sore spot, so I'm just going to go ahead and get it out of the way. Uh, I chose to class... Uh, King T'Challa, the Black Panther. Wakanda forever. Indeed. Wakanda forever. So uh, I set him as a uh, level eight monk uh, following the way of the open hand path, which makes Ooh. him a master of unarmed combat, and he can use his particular ability to trip up and confuse his opponents. It also gives him unarmored defense and evasion, uh, which because technically his suit is armor, but it's more like a skin tight thing. So I, I would let him slide with that if I was DMing. And then I'm also going to make him a level 8 druid following the circle of the grassland because that's going to grant him pass without trace, haste, and freedom of movement. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to flavor his wild shape. I'm going to use a little bit of DM discretion to where instead of actually transforming into an animal, he's going to be able to tra tap into the speed, the strength, and the senses of the panther. Oh, okay. So, oh, I, I just thought of something that we did. Back in the day. Okay, hit me that. with it. Okay, so there was the, um, from Dungeon, you know, that those great books that we would get once a month and whatnot. Yep. They had Battle Dancer, which was a chaotic version of Monk. So you could get all the benefits of Monk, uh -huh. but still be chaotic, so you don't have to be too lawful and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and there instead of doing um, Wild Shape, there was, uh, you could beef up your stats. Really? There was, okay. Yeah, instead, instead of casting the spells, you would actually sacrifice that and your wild shape to actually beef up your own stats temporarily. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that would definitely fit. 
Uh, so, of course, with him being a king, he's got to have the noble background. He's a king. Mm-hmm. And then so I put him down as lawful neutral because I think he's had to uh, make a couple of probably questionable decisions in his time running the country, um, plus his wholehearted, you know, unending pursuit of Bucky in Civil War. I'm going to cast mm-hmm. him in that light. That's my thing. So rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, Wakanda forever. Yeah. Wakanda forever. Amen. Wakanda forever. All right. My second character, good old Tony Stark. Iron Man. Yeah, I love the snap, my friend. Yeah, there it is. Yes. <laughs> and 1 through 20, Artificer. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially Absolutely hands down. because uh, there was a recent edition. I, I cannot remember the name of the book. I think it was maybe Tasha's Cauldron or everything. The one that just came out where they actually added the armorer uh, subclass to the Artificer, which is... Oh, see, I, I'm thinking 3.5 Artificer. Okay, but... okay. But instead of him being actually casted as human, himself is in Warforged. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm definitely down with that. Warforged, yes, yes. Tell me more. I want to hear more. I would almost have to add, towards the end, I would have to add uh, dual class fighter level 5. Because Uh, he did start start taking fighting classes, fighting lessons. So I'd at least have to give him fighter level 5. I, me personally, but okay. I mean, it, I, it's your it's your call, Dante. But I, I I see I see where you're coming with that. But you know, with an artificer and whatnot, being able to imbue magic items temporarily and permanently, he could make up for it with those said items. Hence, why Friday and Jarvis and all these things that Tony Stark created to adapt. Yeah. That's and not true. to mention, like, he could imbue his, like, if he needed to be stronger, he could, you know, use his armor to increase his strength uh, faster, same kind of thing like that. Yeah, I can get behind yeah. that. Level 20 Artificer? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm down with that. Absolutely. Good call. Okay, so my next one <coughs> should come as no surprise. Batman. 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 I'm Batman. Where are the other drugs going? Now, Please now, don't do that. Question, <laughs> now, the question is, is, which Batman are you going for? I am going to select the Batman from the Chris Nolan trilogy. Okay. That's the one I'm going to go with. All right. Lay it on us, big man. Uh, Now, some people are going to argue this point with me, and if anybody here does, I will defend it. But uh, I'm going to have to give him level 15 Tinkerer. Okay. I'm going to have to give him level 20 Monk. Okay. Now, level 20 Monk is kind of a cheat because I'm actually going back to something from the comic book storyline. He's training with Ra's al Ghul. No, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's not a cheat. It fits. I mean... Okay. Uh, and he does he does tend to prefer to fight unarmed. I mean, you, you, you could count the batarangs and stuff like that maybe, but uh, yeah, it could work. But the whole thing with level 20 monk is higher level monks were able to use bolas, thrown weapons, uh-huh. but in a incapacitatory manner. Mm-hmm. Like, they could throw mm-hmm. a bola to wrap around your feet to trip you. Yep. Because it's not an aggressive weapon. It's not meant to hurt. It's not meant to injure. It's meant to slow down and stop. Yeah, till you fall flat on your face. <laughs> breaks, uh, okay. that, breaks some but teeth. But that's still <laughs> subdual, non-lethal damage. Correct. It is. It is. Except you, you have to go find a dentist afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say going to a dentist is lethal damage. I'm going to put that out there. Because <laughs> those people are brutal. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, God. Is it safe? No, no. No, it's it's definitely not safe. Get the hell away from me. No, I'm kidding. Uh, All right, right, keep going. So, uh, but also, I would give him the background nobility. Okay. And the reason he's got to have the background of nobility is also the reason I'm going to have to give him a third class. Okay. I'm going to have to give him Bard, level five. 
Okay. And the reason I'm going to have to give him level five is because he doesn't actually have to literally disguise himself. I mean, the bat suit obviously does that. Uh-huh. But he does have to act. He does have to put on that persona of the billionaire playboy. Okay. Uh, he's the heir apparent to the Wayne Foundation. So there does have to be a little bit of nobility there. He does have to kind of act that way. He has to put on the dog, as it were. Okay. To use a southern expression. So I've got to give him bard level five. All right. I can see that. But uh, that's it. May All right. I interject on that idea? Go ahead. Please do, sir. Because I thought of this uh, for the bat. Is I would say 1 through 15... Uh, monk, mind you, I'm still thinking 3.5 because that is a, the superior system, in my opinion, for veteran players. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. For streamlining, you know, the new system works perfect, and then you bring them into the 3.5 fun. Now, then you would do cross classing into rogue because you can get disguise that way yes. a little bit better, and you don't need to do magical casting because Batman doesn't do magic. So, Bard, he would go magic. And Batman's not magic-y. Then fighter. Yeah. Because of the bonus feats. Yeah, because Rogue would give him uh, evasion. Uh, and stealth. Also, stealth. And sneak stealth. attack, which is and you sneak. know something Batman is very famous for. Yep. And what? then fighter for the bonus feats to beef up his Rogue abilities. Yeah. Okay, Absolutely. okay, Dante, I invited you to be on a guest on this show, and you're out doing me. Okay, can you stop? It's my damn podcast. It's our damn podcast. Excuse me. It, it's okay. It's okay. Damn it. it's no, I'm kidding. Good you, job. You, you called Good it call. an expert, man. This is what happens. Uh, you're doing great, Dante, actually. Really. Go All ahead. All right, so I'm, I'm going off the rails. I'm going to go bad guy, because I have, I believe, I believe that this is going to be the big bad of the next Marvel phase. And so I did Kang the Conqueror. Ooh. So uh, Ooh. what I've given him, uh, I made him a level 10 wizard uh, of the School of Dunamancy, uh, which is time manipulation, which allows him to travel through time, uh, slow and speed up time, make minor alterations to the hour to the, the ability to time stop. Uh, then I gave him a level 8 artificer because he's not necessarily a, a superhuman himself. The suit of armor he wears grants him his abilities. Uh, so he would have the armor speciality infusing spells into his armor so he could allow it to act as a conduit for his magic. And I would give him the flash of genius skill to be able to outthink his opponents uh, because he's got to be quicker than they are because he has no ability to himself. So for that reason, I'm going to give him the charlatan background because he's pretending to be a superhero when he's not actually a superhero because mm. uh, he's just a guy in a suit. And, so, and I feel like that particular combination fits him well because especially with the Dunamancy, uh, you know, letting him manipulate time, which he does. Even though he really like triveled forward in time to like the forty first century, stole all their technology, and then came back, you know that kind of thing. But that's what I'm going with. That I I could not uh, argue that that one's a good one. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. All right, and so for your 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 third and final one, my friend, what do you have? <laughs> Hawkeye. All right, I have a feeling where this is going, but I have a feeling you may be getting ready to surprise me. So hit us with it. Okay, again, three point five. There was this my base class that I use. I bit I built this character. That's why I know this one super well. Um, Scout. I like it because as he moved more, he got more damage. Yes. And Scout is always on the move. Hawkeye is always on the move, doing parkour things with his bows and arrows. And there was this wonderful feat that I took that I know Hawkeye would take as well. It's called Brachiation. Brachiation. Which which allowed you to move through trees and uh, encumbering type of terrain at your land speed, unencumbered. Whoa, that would be dope. So hopping over things, doing his trick shots and whatnot, just pure that class because if you cross-class it with uh, 
because it's an untyped one D six extra. Uh-huh. You can cross. You can cross that with warlock and just do damage. Oh boy, <laughs> that sounds like fun. That sounds like somebody's got a lot of eldritch blasts in their future. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can you can think that you know with um uh when it comes to his trick shots, he would have you know the other classes helping him imbue his arrows with you know cure light wounds or you know a minor fireball yeah. you know inside of a arrow so like a shocking grasp in an arrow type thing exactly yeah that's cool i like that now i want to make hawkeye in dd <laughs> <laughs> i'm just going to i'm just going to take some quick notes don table was waiting for Jason. <laughs> all right folks i also chose a villain for my third choice. All right. Dante, get ready. Mm-hmm. The Joker. Oh. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. I'm ready for the Joker. All right. Let's uh, do this. I get this. the feeling he's about to slam me again. But, no, you know, no. I don't think give, so. We're going to give I don't think shot. so. Let's hear what you got. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with Thief. Okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I mean, the Joker's a thief. It's what uh-huh. he is. It's what he does. He likes causing chaos, but he's always trying to use theft to cause the chaos. So uh-huh. thief, I'm going to have to give him a pretty high level thief. I'm going to put him at about 50. I'm going to go ahead and put him at 15. Okay. I won't put him at 20. And there's a reason. Uh, now he always gets caught. <laughs> well, there's well, that. There's yeah. that. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, how good of a thief are you? Batman keeps like whipping your ass, you know, <laughs> but I mean, he is Batman. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I'm going to have to give him a level 15 thief. Uh, now, I'm also going to have to give him Bard, and I'm going to have to give him School of Lore. Okay. And I'm going to have to give him Illusion Magic spells. Okay. I'm going to pick any Bard spell from the Illusion College. Okay. Because he is so good at deception, it's virtually magical. Now, does the Joker use magic? No, of course he doesn't. But we're having to use D&D rules to explain how mm-hmm. good he is. Uh-huh. High Charisma doesn't really explain away everything the Joker's able to get away with explaining to people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to give him Bard, illusion spells. Okay. Now, also, I'm going to give him one other class. <sighs> Can't believe I'm going to fucking do this. Do it, man. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to have to give him uh, Artificer. Actually, I'm going to have to give him two more classes. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to give him uh, Artificer and Alchemist. Okay, for mixing uh, the Joker toxins and all those gadgets. the Joker yeah. toxins, the Joker mm-hmm. bombs. <laughs> the chattering teeth bombs. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to have to give him an item, and this is a common item. Okay. I'm going to have to give him a Ring of Regeneration plus three, because he gets the ever-loving shit beat out of him on a regular basis, and he always comes back. Now, I tried to see if there was another class I could get away with that for, but I didn't want to go like five, six classes. I already had to go four. Yeah. So I figure I give him a Ring of Regeneration 3. I don't care about the fucking storyline. He does not have some chemical in his body that only brings him back to life when he's at the point of death. I'm not buying that shit. Okay, Sorry. Mm-hmm. fair enough. Give him a Ring of Regeneration level plus 3, and we're good to go. Okay. There you go. I, I can get behind all of that. To be honest, um, I've never thought of how to make a Joker in uh, D&D, so props to you. Very well done, sir. Thank you. All right, so for my last one, we're going to get out there, folks, okay? Uh, Because I I decided to challenge myself, and so now we are going to class up the man himself, the Merc with the Mouth, Deadpool. Ooh, okay. (laughs) So. Okay. Follow me along this journey, if you will. (laughs) So first, I'm giving him uh, level six Warlock. Now listen to me, okay? 
I'm going to give him Pact of the Great Old One. Who is his patron? The DM is his patron. (laughs) So it allows him to break the fourth wall and know things that nobody else knows because his patron is the DM himself. Okay. Oh, you mean metagamers. Exactly, yes. He's got to be a metagamer. Okay, so, but also from that, giving him the the Pact of the Great Old One, uh, it's going to give him access to dissonant whispers and to Tasha's hideous laughter. So that's going to allow him to... You know, mess with people's heads, you know, get inside their their skull, that kind of thing. All right. So now <laughs> I'm cross-classing him as a fourth level bard. And that's going to give him college of lore, which gives him access to cutting words. So you can use your words to distract an opponent. Everybody's favorite spell, vicious mockery. <laughs> that's what he does. So like, you know, he can use his abilities to boost other players' morale, talking about like maximum effort or time to make the chimichangas. That kind of thing can be his war cries. But then I got to go take him a little bit further. I got to give him fourth level fighter to give him two weapon fighting. I'm going to put him in the samurai archetype because that gives him fighting spirit, which means he doesn't miss because we all know about his uncanny ability to shoot three people with his last bullet that he pulled (laughs) off in the movie. So, and then I had to, I had to, I'm going to give him the mercenary background. Obviously. And of course, Obviously. Deadpool has to have a special item. And that, of course, is the Ring of Regeneration, which allows him to grow back all his missing appendages and reheal all of his bad wounds. I see a finger. Point of yeah. order, sir? Yeah, because uh, do you remember? Uh, I don't know if they incorporated this to the newer one, but Warlock had a actually special um, thing that they could do was disembodied eye or hand. They could actually take off their hand and do like. Uh, mage hand things with it i don't think they've incorporated that into 5e but i do remember that from 3.5 i think what they did was they expanded the rules on mage hand to allow it to do a little bit more okay possibility i I think the rules are a little bit different in 5 than they were in 3.5 i think it allowed Mm -hmm. for mage hand to do a little bit more yeah but i i I really like the idea of deadpool's patron being the dm himself So yeah, can... but that's just—you, uh, <laughs> you, you had me at that. <laughs> you had me at that. I, I thought you know, my Iron Man was my my little trump card because it worked, but you had me at the DM. <laughs> no, I, I, you I, had I, me at hello. I, I loved your. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. No, uh, but I mean, so. <clears throat> It gets to the point when you're thinking about like you know all these different characters and how you would class them. Uh, to you, Dante, what do you feel like uh, when you're when you when you went into this project and you're looking at it? What was like the thing that you you tried to get the most accurate? Was it uh, to get to their abilities, uh, to get to their mindset? Um, well, the the funny thing is, is actually um we've in my D and D days we've actually did this type of stuff. We actually played. Captain America uh-huh. as one of the guys. So he went a certain route and I was like, okay, then I, I love doing research. So I broke it down to make it even more stronger and all these type of things. Um, so this, when JC brought this idea to me, I'm like, oh, I already know what I need to do. And that's just go <laughs> through my file books in my brain and remember which ones we created. Cause I accidentally created Hawkeye. That was an accident? <laughs> that was an accident. What happened was my, my thief to become assassin died, and 
I brought this character up in less than 35 minutes, full background story, up to like level 12. All feats and everything just done, dropped in front of the DM saying, okay, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) See, but that's a good thing. Like after you played the game for a while, where they're like, I need you to make a new character for this game. Okay. Okay, I'm done now. Can we go ahead and start? (laughs) And also I created the uh, Predator before. The Predator? The oh, actual the okay. Predator. You know um, what? We've got a little bit of time. Yeah, I got to hear about that one. <laughs> okay, so I use the uh, Goliath class. Okay, fitting, very fitting. Yes. Um, and then I went two levels barbarian. Yep. Uh, then I went uh warlock, and we always believed in form or uh um what it looks like more than function. Okay, you know? I got you. So instead of his eldritch blast being like the normal wave your hands type of things it was his the shoulder cannon yeah shoulder cannon and uh then it was ranger for two classes just to get the range um abilities Uh uh-huh and then the rest were fighter based on all um based on the the disc and my buddy created something else based off of another uh oh no he created a xenomorph oh my god so you guys were doing Alien versus Predator before it was we cool. Were, <laughs> before the movie came out, and we were like, because uh, he he knows that's my number one fear is the face huggers. So he created that, and that's a good fear to have. That's a very is, good thing to be afraid of. <laughs> that that is my number one fear. I mean, I could yeah, everything else could happen to me, and it'd be fine. You throw a face hugger in front of me, I'm out the door yeah, like you know the cool man. Nuclear gonna... annihilation, <laughs> eh? Like zombies, blah. Face huggers. Ah! <laughs> I'm gonna exactly. go. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I don't think there is a man alive <laughs> who is who would not be afraid if a face hugger is actually jumping at his face. I don't see yeah. that happening. Well, I mean, there's gonna be that one dude who's like, you know what? This might as well happen. Just go ahead and get it over with. <laughs> well, Chuck Norris. Chuck Maybe Norris. not Chuck Norris. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Norris will just you know like oh, <laughs> the roles are reversed here. Yeah, I impregnate you. Yeah, the face hugger <laughs> jumps on him, and then it gives birth to a Chuck Norris. Exactly. <laughs> I was just Do thinking we... the third fist under his beard would come out and punch yeah. it, and bang, like make it right explode, in his face. and just make it explode. Yeah, and remember, like a basketball. Chuck, Chuck Norris doesn't do push-ups; he pushes the world down. He does. Right. Yes, he once had sex in the back of a uh, semi truck, and a single sperm fell in between the seats. That truck is now known as Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I have a really borderline joke for Chuck Norris. Go for it. Go for it. Okay, so um him and uh Mr. T were playing tic tac toe. Okay. Mr. T won. In response, Chuck Norris created racism. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool. well I tell you what. I had one more I wanted to do, but I could. I didn't really want to go D and D for this. I wanted to go a little bit beyond. Okay. Okay. Uh, the thing from the Fantastic Four. Okay. I'm not going to classify him in the game D and D. Jerry, I think I think I think you know where I'm going with this. I do know where you're going with this. You're going Earth Dawn. I am going Earth Dawn. He would be an Obsidian purifier. Yeah, I can see that. Now, D, uh, Dante, are you familiar with uh, Earth Dawn at all? Any way, shape, or form? I've heard of it, never played it. Okay, well, there... I, I I have a feeling you would enjoy it as as a D and D three point five purist. You would enjoy Earth Dawn. 
There's a lot of good stuff in that game. Uh, but there is a there is a race that is actually their bodies are made of living rock. They're called obsidian. Uh, they reach an average height of about seven foot seven foot two, average height. That seems about thing size. But yep. they weigh almost a thousand pounds, so they're very squat. Okay, yeah, that that's Ben Grimm. For okay. You. Yes. Uh, obsidian purifiers can use makeshift thrown weapons, but they do not fight with actual swords, staffs, or mm -hmm. anything like that. They fight with their bare hands, and they get this nasty little ability. Uh, I forget what the name of it is. Uh, it's, um, I think it's Purified Punch, I think is what it is, or mm -hmm. Purified Fist. Uh, but what it is is it adds to the damage of a normal punch. So they don't punch like... If you're strong and you punch, it hurts. Like they, it, there's, they actually use a bit of their soul when yeah. they punch. They're you. putting some stank on it. Mm -hmm. And the best Pretty thing much. about Earth Dawn, Dante, is that the damage dice are open ended. So if your dice is a D8 and you roll an eight, you get to roll it again. And if it's and, an eight, you get to roll it again and, and again you, and again. And you track the damage. <laughs> you keep the running total. Yeah. So you can, if if you got some hot dice, you can put some hurt on somebody real quick. Oh, so don't bring my cheater dice. No, bring them. Why not <laughs> bring them? That's what you want to do. That's the best place to use them. Oh, I rolled an eight. Oh, I rolled another eight. Oh, I just rolled another eight. Okay, I'm gonna. This is a, okay. With six hundred damage, does that kill him? That kills him, right? Okay, I'm good. Oh, All speaking right. of six hundred damage, I had a monk at level thirteen that could kill gods. Oh crap! Because the DM allowed the Book of Exalted Deeds. Oh, oh. Okay. DM's least favorite book. Well, oh. see, everyone, everyone thought that the, the most powerful thing in there was Vow of Poverty. It isn't. Mm -hmm. It is Ancestral Relic. So I created a monk based off of uh, Ryu and Ken Masters from Street Fighter. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so every magical thing I was putting onto the gi itself. So I had the boots uh, or the... The sandal, you know, for the monk. So when they did a charge, it was times three. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we imbued it with crab walk, uh, which was our, which was a spell that um, allowed you to do like E Honda's, you know, extending hand punches. Ah, uh, the thousand slaps. Yeah. The thousand slaps, and then we imbued it with perfect flight, from um, the phoenix mantle. Uh huh. Uh, magical item so we imbued that so he could fly at his speed so it was kind of getting close to the goku i was going to say that sounds a lot like goku <laughs> so and then um the, one of our friends became a vampire and so it bit me i become a vampire so like i'm immune to fire so the sun doesn't hurt me anymore because of the phoenix mantle yep and then i went into one of the last books uh the tome of battle I don't know if you guys remember that one. I don't recall that one, no. Mm -mm. Um, that one allowed the, they started to do like they were the first things to do like um maneuvers back when D and D next first came out. Okay, I got you. So they were that was part of that, and then I went into the first prestige class, which was they could kick out negative energy as a standard action, and then as a swift action, kick out positive. So. The way I took all the um, feats and everything for uh, improved unarmed or improved damage, they had superior unarmed damage, right? Okay. So by the end of this build, I was filled because uh, I took also Kensai, which includes sizing. Now the way the sizing spell works was it can go to any size, up or down. 
Yep. I I was always said to the DM, I'm always colossal at medium form. Then I had armbands that made me colossal. So the progression just went higher oh and God. higher. <laughs> <laughs> so 128 D8 as a normal punch. Holy shit. <laughs> I can't even fathom that. I can't. So, even if you rolled all ones, you would kill most like CR7 and lower creatures. <laughs> so... What we decided to do instead of me rolling when I went to Colossal was like 300 and, you know, astronomical numbers, right? Yeah. So we're like, okay, we're just going to take the average dice roll, which is 4.5 for a D8. Yep. So we're like, okay, just grand total that up. That, that That's your punch. So 4.5 at 300 is 1,200 and some odd damage. <laughs> exactly, which is insane. And so he brought a Draco Lich out. And I went, oh, okay. So I went, you know, I went, I went, go, I go colossal mode. I say, I punch myself. And they go, he goes, why? Then I said, as an, as a swift action next round, I do a touch attack as positive damage. Oh. Which to a Dracolich is lethal damage. Yes, very much so. <laughs> so I was the ultimate party healer. I could hurt myself with negative energy, but since I'm a vampire, it heals me. Uh-huh. Oh look, oh look, you're healed. You're healed. <laughs> you get some hit points. You get some hit points. Everybody gets hit points. <laughs> so oh my yes, god, that is did, brutal. We we didn't need the barbarian as the meat shield anymore. No, I mean cuz even a Dracolich has got probably well, I don't know 3.5 to 5e probably what 1500 hit points somewhere in that mm-hmm. ballpark. So one punch, that's it. You you were one punch man. You were literally one punch man. <laughs> <laughs> literally one punch man. <laughs> And it, they're like, how did you build that? I went, you don't give me time to research. Yes. Keep <laughs> me when... away from books. <laughs> that, that's, how you, that's how you beat me in d d <laughs> It's just one of those things that, you know, I, as much as I love the storytelling of D&D, it's the research factor that I find more fun. Yeah, that's totally how I am too. Like, I, I love to sit down and do a good story. And I, you know, I, I enjoy, you know, rounds of good combat when you don't have everybody getting bogged down, you know, when everybody knows what they're doing. But the mm-hmm. best part about it is, is all the lore and looking in all the back and figuring out puzzling ways to make things work. That's the best part of the game. Always has been to me. Yeah. Or, or, you know, like, uh, how, you know, like the whole entire old school traps where if you read it, it would trigger off. Yes. Always send the barbarian because he's illiterate. What was the picture? <laughs> <laughs> Me think it was duck. All right, good. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Dante, this was fun, man. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate you joining us for the episode. Thank you, guys. But, we, but we're not done with you just yet, my friend. We have a, okay. a, we have a signature thing that we do here. Uh, when we sign off, we have our catchphrase where we are first picked in podcast, last picked in dodgeball. So we're going to say the first line. We're going to have you take us out with a second. So we're going to do first picked in podcast, and your line's going to be last picked in dodgeball. Are you with okay, us? Okay, I'm with you. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great episode. Thank you for listening once again. Yes, and, and for- make sure you tune in next week where we're going to be doing D&D story time. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite stories from our D&D adventures. Will we have a guest? Maybe. We maybe. Who maybe knows? Maybe not. Who knows? We shall see. Maybe maybe it'll just be one of us here. But in any event, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Nerd to Knowledge. I'm James. And I am Jerry. And, and we, we are First Pick in podcast. podcast. And Last in Dodgeball. Yes! yes! We will catch you guys next week. See you then.